0: This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. Welcome, Mandalorian Fakers, to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a desk stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of The Mandalorian. Ah, uh, bounty hunting is the life. Wouldn't you agree? Behold the minds of Mandalore. Yes, everybody. It has happened. The final remix of Star Wars with Lord of the Rings with this episode of the Star Wars, Disney's J.R.R. Tolkien's George Lucas's The Minds of Mandalore, brought to you by Disney Plus. And Lucasfilm and everybody in between and Kathleen Kennedy and this episode was bonkers and dark and interesting and also sort of irrelevant uh, for being such a dramatic moment and I need some help to get my grip around this bizarre episode and so with us here in the mines they call it a mine is Mr. Teaburantor Teab? How are you doing in this dank, swampy, disgusting, nuked planet that we call our studio?
1: Well, you know, I've never actually been to the studio, so this would be the first time I'm going to the studio, and I'm a little nervous. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, send the droid uh, because you know I, I do have the, this handy astromech droid that Luke Skywalker didn't send a want. droid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know it says a lot I don't want to come out of the vehicle so I'm send the droid but I, he's kind of a coward but then I think it also says a lot about me
0: Yeah it's like how many moments I mean I was just thinking that as as uh, Din Jaran is shouting at RR5D4 Don't
1: be a baby
0: you have a pressurized helmet <laughs> He's staying in the ship what are you talking about
1: I guess he only gets like 20 minutes of pressurized air. So, or maybe he just, like, he's like, yeah, I could do it, but I really don't want to go out there. So, I'll just send this, you know, brand new droid that I got. He really doesn't like droids.
0: You know, I don't want to, like, leave you no room for your fantastic uh, roundup on the roundup. So, before I spoil everything, both of this episode uh, and this episode of uh, the Mando Roundup, give us Teeb. Our fans are dying uh, to hear what you have to say. What is your roundup on the roundup of this episode of Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2?
1: So where is the Pirate King? I kept waiting for the Pirate King to show up, and he's nowhere around. So instead, what we get is this weird side quest where originally, remember, Mandalorian said he wasn't going to be able to go and do this mission unless he had IG-11. But then the little, uh, you know, Strangers with Candy chick... Amy Sedaris, or whatever her name is—I don't remember her name—the one who speaks uh, Jawa. Pelimoto, Pelimoto, Pelimoto! that girl. She's all like, "Ah, take an astromech droid. They're just as good." And she, she has R5-D4, which I think is the droid that Luke was gonna get. And he's hey, "Trying to give me a bad, you know, trying to give me a crap over here." Um, um, Uncle Owen was was all upset about that. I think that's the same droid because she makes some kind of joke about like the, you know, defeating tyranny or something like that. And then, um, so, he takes that droid, and he goes to Mandalore, and he's, like, a big wuss, and he, so he sends the droid out in his place, and then he, like, shames the droid the entire time he's out there, but then he's not <laughs> going out there, and Grogu's watching this whole time with his little murder, his little, you know, bloodlust murder eyes the whole time just waiting for something terrible to happen, and then, of course, it does, but then... General Grievous comes back as just an eyeball, and he has a spider robot, and then he takes the spider robot and he captures Mandalorian, and then Mandalorian has to go. Uh, actually he says, Go get boca, go go get Boca Raton! Oh boca Raton, Go get her <laughs> And so so Grogu manages to like escape like the Mines of Mandalore or whatever and he gets in the the, the ship and he goes back to Bo Boca Raton and he's like, Hey Boca Raton. <laughs> and so she's like, What? And he's she's like, Oh, I'll just run it out of the uh, Astromech droid I guess the Astromech made it out. So anyway, um, they then she goes back and then she like saves him, like uh, strong female character energy, and she like saves him. And there's like a, a, a scene that's that reminds me of the thing where the things it sprouts legs, the head sprouts legs and runs away, and then she kills it. And the dark saber does make an appearance. And then twice actually, she saves yeah. him
0: twice, and the dark saber appears twice.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that was Katie Sackhoff in that outfit. But yeah, spicy. If that, was, if that was her stunt double, she's got a good stunt butt. I'll just say that. There you <laughs> she go. Have to fill out a uniform, unlike Brie Larson. Right, for sure. <laughs>
0: oh, oh God, nothing Brie but Larson's the best. Larson's
1: gonna be in Star Wars. I hope she gets a stunt butt too. Yeah, nothing
0: but the best for Star Wars fans. Um, yeah. Great summary. Uh, a very simple episode, but a lot really going on there with backstory and myth and uh, legend and. Uh, rip-offs from Lord of the Rings, for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll get into it now, Tebe. Um, You did mention Pelimoto, so uh, we want to know who passed over offering Amy Sedaris Pelimoto a great job doing translation for the New Republic uh, political factions, given that she is a linguistic phenomenon. She can speak Jawa-ese, Froggies, all kinds of languages. Instead of just burning her life, fixing up crappy vehicles in a whole <laughs> town on Tatooine.
1: No, she actually has a very fascinating backstory, which is tied into Sh- Shmi Skywalker's. If you if you read if you go to fakingstarwars.net, there's the actual story of what happened to Shmi Skywalker. And Polymoto Polymoto was one of the um, uh, what do you call it? She was a royal uh, consort or royal courtesan uh, concierge, or yeah, courtesan that kind of thing. She was like the the aide to the princess, who was again. Spoiler alert, but Shmi Skywalker was a princess.
0: Ah, so that's how she got so, like, robust in her linguistic skills. It wasn't just from listening to, uh, you know, Rosetta Stone for galactic basic uh, Huttese, Greedoese,
1: Rodian, all the crap she can speak, right? Correct, yeah. She didn't learn this on Duolingo, that's mm-hmm. for sure.
0: So far, Although they
1: need to have uh, they need to have Jawa ease on Duolingo. <laughs> I will like spend my entire life just learning that. Just, so any of the, the Star Trek nerds that come up to me and start oh and Klingon, I'll be like, I called your mother a bad name. What do you do? You're a Star Trek nerd. Nothing. Was <laughs> it
0: was this the first time in Star Wars we have seen a non-Jawa species speak Jawa ease?
1: No, she spoke uh, Jawaese in, I want to say, the Book of Boba Fett in the, the one episode where right. they're, whichever one they're making the, the hot rod. There you I go. Call it the hot You're rod. right.
0: She did do that. Yes. Yeah, I, she spoke she in so many languages, knowledge. I can't keep it straight. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Okay. I'll well, have another question. You know, once we go down into the dark dungeon uh, of the mines of Mandalore in the Civic Center. <laughs>
1: yeah I don't um, anyway that was bizarre
0: what what was the luminosity rating for this episode because like I had to turn on my flashlight onto my tv screen to be able to watch most of it
1: okay it wasn't just you okay it was (laughs) okay so it was it was like the game of thrones like uh great battle it's like okay I thought it was just me because I watched it at lunch and there was a lot of reflect I have a lot of reflection unfortunately I need to get like some blackout curtains or whatever but I was just like uh i can't see this ish i mean if we're so. gonna
0: keep including like episodes like this disney plus needs to offer like a black um curtain like subscription <laughs> with every like, <laughs> subscription because like i i'm like you i mean guess what most human beings have windows in their homes and like to produce episodes like this that are so dark they need to put like some... no, no no
1: no 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 they think everybody's watching it at three o'clock in the morning when it first comes out they think everybody oh. is like with their popcorn
0: i'm not even going to sleep oh, i' got to I got to watch the alien uh oh! well you so know it's like team... nice
1: pitch dark
0: that was going to be me last night, but, but you know, since I've lost 63 uh, pounds in my my duper suit, you know, st- I stopped drinking Spotchka, and I've started eating, like, healthy uh, pog soup every day and stuff um, in order to get my uh, midichlorian blood levels uh, at a more, like, n- normal level. Since that's happened, I-, I found that I'm more productive in the morning, and so I got up, like, at 8 a.m. yesterday, and so by the time, you know, 1, 2 a.m. came around and the episode was about to release, Eastern Lactic time, uh, I just didn't have it in me, and so I ended up not being able to stay up. Disney needs to consider that uh, when they when they release these dark episodes and have at least like a little disclaimer, kind of like they do for like epileptics at the beginning, or people that are like going to get triggered. Um, by the way, this episode will offend you. Uh, it will cause you to have seizures, and also you will want to uh, stab your eyeballs after watching it because you will be experiencing severe retinal strain.
1: No, that's the M power. That would that would would cause the uh, you to want to stab your eyeballs out. <laughs> I Pretty, apologize. It is International Women's Day, but I just can't. Well, anyway, in honor,
0: in, oh, go ahead.
1: What were you gonna say? Well, I was
0: gonna say in honor of International Women's Day, uh, you very. Uh, tactfully talked about Boca Raton's behind uh, Katie Sackoff. So when did Boca Raton decide, uh, in honor of International Women's Day, to become such a condescending dour bizatch?
1: Well, okay. What was that? What was up with the, the little side comments she was making to Grogu? That was hilarious. She's like, "What are you looking at?" It, I think, like to your point, I think. Grogu was like, "Oh, is this my new mommy?" <laughs> right? Like, "Oh, I think something's about to happen." <laughs> I don't know if
0: it's because it makes her hotter, but I kind of like it when she's talking like a spiteful c-
1: <laughs> Oh, wow, you can't say that word. You're going to get that's going to get beefed. No, oh, yeah. I was going to I was going to say
0: In I, honor of International Women's Day, let's use every misogynistic oh my term.
1: God. I'm going to I'm going to pick on I'm going to pick on Kate <laughs> Zackoff, though, for real, for one part, and I know why she did it. When she's first in the ship, heading to save Mando, she has this really hard to disguise grin. She's like, she's fighting a grin so right, right. hard because <laughs> she hasn't been in a star a starfighter since *Battlestar Galactica*, and you can tell she's got like this like 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 moment of just pure joy and glee and and you can tell her face if you look her face is she's trying really hard not to smile but it's either that or she's just like haha i'm gonna go save this dummy after i told him not to go i mean because she had this weird smile like why does she have that smile like i would be like like i'd have a serious look on my face if i'm going to rescue somebody from you know peril whatever it could be both like she has confidence
0: i i don't mean to insult her actually because i i like I like the fact her character is very compelling and interesting to me. I mean, she she was the queen of Mandalore. She had this great vision and idealism. She reminds me a little bit of Luke in, in The Last Jedi, right? I mean, she had this great story arc as a hero and leader and now she's sort of like experiencing depression and and sadness mm. and all that and i i really think there's a lot of um teeth there for her character arc i i love the way she's portraying um uh uh book at tone i think she's a great character probably one of the coolest female characters in star wars that i can remember um since possibly rose tico even like uh, why did you bring up
1: why did you mention that name
0: why? okay the list is short yeah, but powerful right we got princess leia <laughs> she's pretty awesome you know Padme's is tweet, okay i did she's... tweet
1: out you know to our princess international women's day it's you know princess leia she'll yes. always be the, the our princess like all that other crap it's like whatever but uh no I, I i'm just wondering again if it was just because she was just so jazzed to be like i'm in a starfighter again or if that was actually her like because she's excited and happy because she like likes him like you said to your point i don't know
0: i really expected like when din like right before he gets in the water she being like hey hey take your helmet off one last time while you can't and then like they were gonna have like a hot makeout session and then he was gonna like dive down to the deeps
1: i you know it is interesting that you said that she's got all these like traditions and stuff and like uh (laughs) i am so over the helmet thing i am so over it i cannot even tell you but (laughs) i have to mention it because she is actually from mandalore he is not and she does not wear a helmet and she could give two jacks you know what i mean it's like she isn't less of a mandalorian because she's not wearing a helmet you know it's like uh private dawson at the end of uh, a few good men you don't have to wear a you know a badge on your arm to to have honor or some crap like that but it you know it's the same kind of thing it's like you don't need to wear your helmet all the time th- th- it kind of makes you seem like an idiot to be quite honest <laughs> like I get it when you're like out on a mission like if you're out on a mission wear your helmet totally it's like you're undercover it's like you know in the military if you you're if you're wearing your cover indoors it means you have duty or whatever so it's the same kind of thing it's like I get it but when you're like in the bathroom taking a crap Brushing your teeth, having some pog soup, as you say, you should be able to like, you know, take your freaking helmet off. Cause otherwise you're just
0: dumb. I think that I think that the whole thing of the Mandalorian culture is interesting though. I like the fact that there's factions. That, that is something we didn't see, like, for example, in Avatar, the way of water. He got very criticized in, like, the different Avatar cultures were just basically carbon copies of each other. Um, Just one's jungle, one's water, but, like, a very simple, you know, like, in terms of class of characters. But these Mandalorians, they have uh, arguments and disagreements, and they've been fighting with each other for a thousand years, apparently, and, and that's interesting. The other thing about Mandalorian culture is it is bigger than just Mandalore. I learned this today watching a Ryan Airy screen crush review of this episode i don't know if you know him Uh, he has a very funny uh youtube show ryan airy um and one of the things that uh he said that you know mandalore is like a thousand planets like the mandalorian culture encompasses a huge chunk of the galaxy it's not just the planet of mandalore that's why the empire wanted to destroy it because it was so fundamental in recruiting like people to the mandalorian empire and i mean Concordia, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, That's where Din Djarin's from. That's, that is part of Mandalore. There's this planet we went to last week uh, with the, uh, the empty castle. It's not simply like, oh, I was born on Mandalore. That's what makes me a Mandalorian. But it's like being a part of this whole empire, really, in a way. Um, so, so Din, I would say just as much part of Mandalore. Like it's sort of like, uh, you know, like, if you're a Muslim, for example, you have to go visit um, uh, Mecca. Uh, Mecca. You know, you may not be from there, but, like, that certainly would be just as meaningful being from Saudi Arabia, Morocco, Antarctica as, you know, going there. And I think that's kind of the same with the Mandalorians. Like, wherever you're actually from, when you're there with the living waters, that's really your Mecca. That's really your fundamental, like, start point for Oh, your I don't—I don't—I don't—,
1: I don't, I don't. Uh, discredit that at all. I just discredit the wearing the helmet all the time. I think it's just absolutely asinine. <laughs> and I agree with Boca Raton. It's <clears> like, you know, that that tradition is just dumb. <laughs> you know, she she doesn't like say it. She doesn't like flat out just say that's just stupid, but she does kind of, you know, hint at it like I'm a different, like you said, to your point, she's a different faction. Do you think there's a metaphor for Mandalore as far yeah. as like the, the collapse they collapsed because they were divisive amongst themselves. They were too tribal and then they were easily wiped out by the empire.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely getting biblical stuff here, Mm. you know, in terms of like the Jews and being enslaved in Egypt and Moses setting them free and and who is going to be Moses in this episode or in this series. I don't know. It could be, it could be Dan, it could be Boca. It could be Grogu as well. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, there's a, just myth and, and fantasy and replete through this episode. Like, I mean, this whole planet gets, you know, the Empire basically tortures it into a combination of the Mines of Moria and the Emerald City and the Wizard of Oz, right? Like, what a cool setting. Um, But sort of bereft and empty, but but spectacular at the same, same point. But then the other interesting thing that came about was that when they get there and there's creatures there and the air is breathable, like his whole thing crumbles, right? There's all this rich layerness of like who said, she said, said this said that. But my question about all this is a little bit more practical. So, where are these like creatures getting food on Mandalore for like decades since everything got nuked? You mean the Molochs? They're and an- or what were they called?
1: You're asking me? Anilins? Seriously? and
0: Z- an- it wasn't Anzelins, but it was something no, like that. No, Anzelins
1: are the Babu freak.
0: Yeah, it was some other A name. No, they're
1: they're they're Molochs. They look like Molochs from, you know, um, They're
0: furry creatures, but big furry creatures with like six tusks and stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, everybody everybody on Twitter was saying I, I can't be the only one that sees these. They're they're Morlocks. you know. That's yeah. exactly what they look like. Um so where did they get their food source? Well as Yoda, Yoda, as Grogu is escaping, you see all sorts of different creatures that he has to like he dodges like some kind of lizard thing. I mean there's there's in other words, that was kind of Mandalorian's point. It's like it's not cursed. There's still life there, right? Which I think, uh, you know, Bo-Katan was saying that there's nothing there. There is stuff there. There, there's life. The alamites found a way. They're called alamites, like stalactites.
0: Maybe they just grow from the ceiling, uh, like a stalactite or stalagmite, so they don't actually need
1: food. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> there's anyway. plenty of stuff there for them to eat. They well, have all the water there at the, uh, you know, the the. Of whatever the hell it is, you know. So I mean, th- there's 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 some kind of uh, ecosystem there, just because it, it doesn't support Mandalorian life necessarily. It obviously supports other life. Fair enough.
0: Well, my last uh, question on our five Ws: Who, what, when, where, why, how? Teab is why didn't the Mandalorian do a quick Mythosaur scan on his scopes before taking a little dip <laughs> in the Death Spring? <laughs>
1: Yeah, was he not there for the giant crocodile creature? <laughs> I mean, he was, right? So, I. You have okay. to you
0: learn your lessons. Water has
1: monsters you in know, it. You know, I live in Dagobah, <laughs> and we have literal dinosaurs in our waters. Every time I get into a water, a body of water that is not a pool in Dagobah, I think I am not alone, right? But yeah, if you have access to an astromech who can do. Very interesting, advanced uh, readouts that have never ever been seen before in Star Wars. um like the air the air readout where he like holographically projects it. I've never seen r two do that hmm. for example, um like he should be like, you know, bad, bad monster, bad monster in water, you know, if maybe if he doesn't speak droid, maybe the droid was like screaming, like where's bad monster in the water?" but he couldn't like figure out how to read well, it because he and... didn't have uh, Polly there to... Well, to even, even for,
0: look, I mean, I don't know if you know the mythos of R5-D4, but, like, he actually is considered... The, his other name is Skippy. Skippy the Jedi droid. Uh, because, you know, he's supposedly borderline force-sensitive, and he, like, deliberately um, destroyed his motivator so that R2-D2 would be the one that was purchased by Owen Lars in Star Wars A New Hope. So, like, that kind of doubles down on the problem here. Like, not only is he there, wait, he can wait, do his wait, sensing... Wait,
1: wait, 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 what, what, what? Where where, where did you pull that out of, besides your ass?
0: No, his name is Skippy. Skippy the Jedi Droid.
1: Was that in droids, the cartoon?
0: I, 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 So apparently what happened was it was in some comic, originally as like a non-canon story, but then another book came out later that like, once Disney paid for all this garbage, that made it <laughs> canon. So they, they deconned a retcon of a, Precon, I guess, and now we have Skippy the Jedi droid, and that has legs. I am going to identify as Skippy the Jedi droid for the rest of this episode.
1: Okay, are you gonna? So your pronouns are beep boop, beep and boop. Yeah, <laughs> you better no, be but like, careful with that. <laughs> I
0: mean, I get the, I get the. Yeah, we we have to meet the Mythosaur in some like kind of amazing way. But I didn't – I just – maybe it was the black darkness of the episode and I couldn't see, but, like, how did Din even get pulled down to the bottom of the pool? Like, he yeah. seemed to just go from being on the surface to the bottom suddenly. Like, I thought, is there, like, a vacuum? Is there, like, an air vent? And then, like, no explanation. Did did the Mythosaur just grab him and throw him down there? Do you know what happened?
1: I believe he went down there. It was really dark. He got into, like uh, – He found out that they actually have Tetris under there, (laughs) and he started to, like, do some Tetris, and then as he was doing the Tetris, the Mythosaur, like, was watching him with his giant eye, like, look at this guy over here doing Tetris, that ain't gonna fly, and so he, like, grabbed him, you know, because he was down there for a while before Boca Raton went down there and and got him, so obviously, he was playing Tetris. That's Fair my, that, I mean, it's Disney plus. So why that, not?
0: are you saying that because you are actually playing Tetris right now while we, while we record this podcast?
1: <laughs> no, it's just been on my mind a lot lately because of the movie coming out. Um, ah. there's a movie coming out about Tetris and it looks really good.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool.
1: Yeah. It's like about the Soviets and stuff. It isn't just like about like Tetris. It's about how Tetris was acquired and hmm. produced and you know, well, good old eighties stuff. So I like that. Um, no, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, honestly, it doesn't really matter.
0: No, it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't really. It was just one of those like question mark moments. I I liked this episode. I mean, I, I'll give you my best car rating later, but I you know it just was a question. Like I didn't understand that, and maybe I, I need to watch it, cool it again. When
1: she was flying underwater essentially with her jetpack. That was pretty cool.
0: Definitely, yeah. Good use of the jetpack. You know, um, we we uh, we're all promised jetpacks actually.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a question about the pram though for Grogu. Is that Does his little the, egg? You mean? Yeah, his pod. Basic? He called it. Mm. Uh, that's what uh, Din Djarin called it. The pod. Does he use the Force to move that, or is that like a designed vehicle that moves somehow by the 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 rider? Can can the can the baby move it on his own?
0: I think it's powered by flatulence, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah yeah that's why he has to eat all the time because no. you know if he doesn't his little pod would just be stationary
1: that makes sense because like he goes down with both din and boca Raton, and so you're saying he kind of farts down like like uh charlie and 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 willy wonka like he has to keep right. farting to descend yes and to <laughs> ascend and to move laterally and that makes sense. Yeah. No, oh, I oh, think oh, gas. I,
0: I from what I remember it is like the same kind of hover technology that like, you know, they might use to like float carbonite or Uh, Mm -hmm. tool benches i Mm -hmm. I think that's you know pretty prolific technology that easily accessible in star wars like the hover speeders for example have the same sort of thing yeah but
1: you never see him using his little hands to like move it around do you you know he doesn't have like a little lever so he's using the force
0: yeah no it's like um, john
1: fabbro about that it
0: it, what are those things it's like the Segway, you know you kind of lean forward lean back or like those those cool like little Ah. skateboard things now where it's like powered by your balance i think i think that's how it activates
1: okay yeah. I'll allow it. I yeah. guess it can fly too. Well, like um down and up.
0: Yeah, AQ everywhere. I mean, I I would I don't understand why the Mandalorian doesn't have one too, to be honest with you. Um so I had yeah. a question
1: for you if you don't mind me segueing. Sure. Yeah, see what I did there because you mentioned Segway. Doom. Yeah. Why do you think this is like Lord of the Rings? What makes this Lord of the Rings and not all the other Star Wars, like what what's distinct? I, I
0: just, I mean, I was seeing that scene right where the hobbits and and Gandalf go into the mines of Moria, and they're looking around, and it's it's decayed. It's a, it was a, once a glorious place, and now it's damned to you know horribleness, and and even just visually, you have this very uh incredibly grandiose but ruined set. And then there's mm-hmm. like this, you know, uh scary, you know, people around, like the goblins, you know, they're the the Alamites kind of thing. I I was okay. getting that vibe and like the minds of Mandalore. I mean, just on the nose of it, it sounds just like it. And then you have Smaug at the bottom of <laughs> this pond. And that actually leads me to a bonus question, team, ah. that I have for you today. Because you've been such an enjoyable co-host the last few episodes. I have been really good. Who will do the voice of Benedict Cumberbatch doing the voice of the Mythosaur on future episodes
1: of this? Russell Brand.
0: <laughs> okay. Great. Do you think mythosaurs can talk? Are we going to hear from the mythosaur?
1: I really hope that the mythosaur can talk because that will really piss you off. And it'll be like, <laughs> see, I told you it was just smoke <laughs> <laughs> No, I really hope that he can talk. Amazing. And uh, to be honest, though, I have heard from some of my Disney sources. It's going to be Julie Andrews. Oh, OK. A, few, a female so mythosaur. So it's going to be a woman. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're just basically a misogynist a-hole on International Women's Day thinking it's going to be a guy doing the voice. Right, wrong.
0: Well, um, let's shift a bit, T, because you know you were pretty busy on the Twitter uh, this last uh, week. You know, promoting the episode, uh, spamming people and stuff. And you did come across a tweet from Geeky Underscore Waffle, the Geeky Waffle Network, that said the way Dinjarin says our people, and Bo-Katan says your dad to grogu in today's Mandalorian and then there's a, a shot of somebody saying I don't know why I'm getting emotional um, tell us about that team
1: well they're both wrong both of those statements are fake news false you know <laughs> fake like we put them on Duel of the fakes in other words he's not a Mandalorian he's a foundling he's just it's just like Ray Skywalker calling herself Skywalker you know mm-hmm. it, it's it's got that same vibe right it's like okay i'm a mandalorian because mandalorians raised me and, and and so i mean i'll give you a little bit of leeway on that but you're a foundling you're not a mandalorian and just wearing a helmet doesn't make you a mandalorian hate to break it to you and then your dad he's not his dad i didn't see any custody agreements i didn't hear any trials or anything like that nobody even so much as signed a piece of paper that said Din Djarin is the legal guardian of Grogu. No. Hmm, hmm. I mean, he did kind of have, like, a little bit of, you know, is it going to be Luke? Is Luke going to be his daddy? Who is Grogu's daddy? And then it gets to me, the, the point of, who Din is Djarin, Grogu's father? Din you are not the father. Exactly. We need to have Mori Povich come out and be like, with 175% accuracy. <laughs> Geek waffle is wrong.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, um we got so many questions this week that we're going to add a little bit um here to the to the uh mando roundup. We have a few other things coming up. Uh, actually, we're going to even hear from the fake meter later on. So, uh definitely stick with us because we've got our predictions and best car rating to come too, but um T, we got so many questions. Uh what we're going to do is I'm going to I'm going to um ask you to play this little Jeopardy question and answer game. So, I'd like you to answer the question Um, and then uh, I will tell you what the question was. Uh, so we'll do it in reverse to kind of make it a little bit more fun for our listeners. So, um, T, would you like to answer the first question that we got from Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi Productions? All
1: right. Cam, I believe the answer you're looking for is now this is pod racing.
0: Okay. And, uh, Cam's question uh, was also, will we get a mini update on Kara Dune each week as she slowly transitions to being a male Knight of Ren?
1: Well, there you go. I guess she's going to be a pod racer. She's going to morph into she's going to quit her special forces assignment and just like completely commit to trans, changing her gender, becoming a man and and owning a pod racer. Like, she's going to go, like, full full um, Malcolm in the Middle. like I would you know, watch
0: that. Frankie Absolutely. Muniz.
1: Yeah. Great. She's basically going to turn into Frankie M- Muniz, but in Star Wars.
0: <laughs> All right. And uh, we have another question, Teab. Uh, this one comes from Mr. Samuel Allen, at Mr. Samuel Allen. And uh, would you like to answer his question? Uh, Boonta Eve. Boonta Eve, the uh, annual celebration of the... The Jedi or the Jabba Hut type hut creature Bunta, who uh, transitioned to being worshipped as a deity. Um And if you little known fact, in most Espa they celebrate this with pod racing, and in most Eisley they celebrate it with fireworks.
1: So. Ah, I didn't know that. All I know That's is right. they mentioned Bunta sixteen times in this episode. Right, it was like a, a drink. It's a week
0: long festival, man. It's kind of like Mardi Gras, I guess, uh on Tatooine. So.
1: Yeah, and Din Djarin had like zero respect for it. He's like flying off. Is it is it like a religious holiday where you're not allowed to like do labor or anything like that? Or well,
0: no, because Pelimoto is obviously working. Uh, you know, taking uh people's pod racing parts and then selling them back to them for or or you know taking their um, uh you know skimming their uh what are they called um speeders land cruisers skimming sk- she's skimming their speeders and then yes. selling the parts back to them at you know exorbitant prices. So she's very busy being a shyster. So. Yeah. So the question was not uh, about Bunta Eve, actually. It was, will we get a flashback of a younger Luthan Rael start in the spy network against the Empire? So that's a little bit confusing of a question anyway, I guess, because uh, that r- would connect more with, like, you know, Andor, which was long scars before guard? this movie. Is
1: that Skarsgård?
0: I believe it is, Yes.
1: So he, the question then is asking, like, a prequel, like an origin story, essentially. Right. Yeah. Right? Because Andor is... No, Andor is before that.
0: Andor's long before A New Hope long and before. Rogue One. And so this would be, like, in the so prequel era, like, you know, Boba Age. You know, Boba Fett in uh, Attack of the Clones Age story, I guess.
1: So this person then is completely convinced that there's going to be time travel, which will ruin everything
0: either that or he's asking a general question for us not related to uh the mando roundup at all which is totally fine you're allowed to do that but we just will um you know make. so fun he failed of the
1: assignment he yeah. completely failed the assignment so don't, don't don't submit anything else for a week and and't
0: and don't try to help us at all by being a, a good servant of the podcast and the website Fakingstar on net okay, last one, teeb. this one comes to us from um, at movies Marvelous or Marvelous movies. Uh, they asked a question uh, what was your answer for that question, teeb?
1: My answer is Sabine Wren.
0: Well, that's interesting because the question was when grogu grows up to be a full-fledged Mandalorian, how will his helmet fit over his ears. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that's right.
1: That actually works because Sabine Wren oh. is an artist, Oh, that's so she right. could easily design Grogu a helmet that would would fit over his ears. In fact, she'd probably mm. make him a bitchin' helmet, like, fair enough, radical. So I had
0: an idea about that. You know, like his ears are pretty long, and like, have you ever like taken a cat's ears and you can kind of fold them back on their head? And, like, you know, then they look like they don't have any ears almost. Like, I feel like yes. in Grogu's future, we're going to get, like, the Padawan Jedi equivalent of, like, a little hair tie that he can, like, pull his ears back almost like a bandana so that when he gets his helmet, like, it doesn't get in the way. And he can still wear a normal kind of melon-shaped Mandalorian helmet. I mean, and then sure, they can sell not? those to people who also have big ears to a large market <laughs> and <laughs> in different large colors market. and sizes. And it'll be a great marketing uh Strategy. Well, I have
1: a really big nose, and so I'm always worried about, like, how would I be able to fit into one of these uh, Mandalorian helmets? I don't think I would. I think that they'd have to shave my nose, hmm. you know, like hmm. shave a couple of inches off my nose before I'd be able to put it on, and then I could go, like, full-on Jennifer Grey, you know? Right, right.
0: Nobody well, would
1: recognize me anymore. We have
0: one more question, T, but I'd love to hear your answers to this one, Um, but actually, I want to do this one legit. Uh, this comes to us from at Link LinkVoxamillion Link asks us, when do you think I'm uh, sorry, what will bo- baby Yoda's first words be?
1: All right, I'm gonna really try to do this justice and really think about it. Yoda, mm. Master, he's gonna say Yoda, Master Yoda.
0: Hmm.
1: And everybody's gonna be like, what? Like what does that even mean? Like what, <laughs> how would he even know that? Like that wouldn't even be a name that he would know. Think about it.
0: Right, Yeah. he's never met. He's Yoda. never well, heard. No, he grew Luke. up in the Jedi Temple. So he would have known of Yoda. Oh, well then never mind. It's not as cool. Right. So I have kind of like my cute answer. Uh that like right. the Disney answer. But I don't really have like my real answer. Bambi. But, so my yeah, my cute <laughs> Disney answer is he's gonna say, the way this is mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know and then they're um, gonna copyright that too and if you use it they'll tase you with their lawyers
0: yeah yeah but i i really have no idea what his first words are gonna be or maybe he'll never get any first words. he uh, almost got one in this episode yeah
1: no mocha uh, raton even said wait was that his first word right didn't she say that or was he said <laughs> yeah
0: yeah anyway all right. Well, um, Teb, uh, thanks for your questions, by the way, everybody. Uh, you can get us at FSW Radio with your questions or at Strum Duper on Twitter. We'd love to hear your questions, and we will ask answer them on the next episode. Um, but, uh, you know, Teeb, one of your, the banes of your existence and in being involved here in in uh, Topeka, Kansas, uh, with the podcast in general, is your scathing hatred of our um, office fake uh, fakeometer, which provides a lot of important content for us at uh, the website FakingStarWars.net and, and the podcast as well but you've just never come around to have any affection for it and so myself and a few of our interns decided to supercharge the fake meter uh, by giving it a little bit more of an artificial intelligence um, and we're now calling it the fake 2 GPTO um, and we had the fake meter write us some jokes uh, about the Mandalorian, and so I'd like to share one of those with you today.
1: You right. want me to like let you know if they're any good or not?
0: Yeah, yeah, evaluate the joke and tell us well how we need to train the meter uh, 2.0, you know GPTO. So what did the Mandalorian say when the bartender asked him what he wanted to drink?
1: Give me a couple more buckets. <laughs>
0: he said, I'm not picky. Just grogo the flow. <laughs> Yeah, just
1: Grogu with the flow, you know. Yeah. Wait, that's actually amazing. Yeah.
0: It's not bad, right? Oh my bad,
1: god. Right? Did this thing actually become better? I I mean it didn't have a lot, you know, it wasn't much of a stretch to make it better.
0: Well, no, it definitely, yeah. I but I think I think this is a, a future bit. We're gonna have a, a bad joke written by the fake meter on every future episode if 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 this uh, really gets some legs here. All right. So, some of these are, are really bad. Like, let like, me hear some. Like terrible. Like they're not even a bad joke, like they're just bad. Oh, um, well, hear one. All you know. Why did the Mandalorian refuse to play poker with the Ewoks? Why? He said they were always they were too good at chewing him out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell does that even mean? Do you chew people out in poker? I, I don't know. I'm not an expert in poker. But... You just
1: don't get it. I get it. No, it's really funny. If I explain it to you, it won't be funny anymore, but that's really funny. Give oh. me another one.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, some of these just don't make any sense at all. But um,
1: Maybe you're just not smart enough to understand. That's
0: very likely, but... Uh, why does the Mandalorian never take off his helmet?
1: Ugh. That's the question I would love to know the answer to. Why? Why doesn't The Mandalorian ever take off his helmet?
0: Because he's a Boba Fett to be recognized?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the hell does that even mean?
0: I feel like it just decided to, like, take random Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) words
1: and change them into, like, It's so good. No, I totally get it. Oh, yeah. it's It's basically an international satire on the, uh, the what do you call it the uh, the sino-russian alliance that oh, of is course. building right you just don't understand
0: I agree yeah it's just it's just beyond our comprehension it's so stunningly subtle and accurate. Well, if you have any uh, bad jokes about Star Wars The Men, you'd like to send us, we, we will definitely share them on the podcast, too. Um, all right, Teb, it's that time. You know, last episode, uh, your predictions didn't really come through very well. I have to say I was the winner because I predicted a little bit of a, of a side quest episode. Um, and I even mentioned Spider Creature. And, I mean... God damn it, if that wasn't an eyeball inside a robotic <laughs> spider creature that was sucking the blood just like Shelob in the Lord of the Rings. Well, that was the other reason about this being a Lord of the Rings episode. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: that was um, definitely like Lord of the
0: Rings. So, yeah, I mean, or, you know, it's also like War of the Worlds, like those um, the tripod catchers that, like, yes. suck the people yeah, up and suck yeah. their blood and spray it all over. But So I'm giving myself the prize, definitely. Um, but, you know, there's always next time. So what is your prediction for Episode 3 of The Mandalorian Season 3? Sure.
1: I mean, I thought that last week we were gonna get, or this week we were gonna get the pirate coming back, uh, uh, Gorn Snom, whatever the hell his name is, Gorian uh, Schneck, Gorian, Gorian Shand, Gorian Shand? Shard, yeah. Gorian, Shard. Shard. Gorian, Shard. Yeah. Gorian Shard, Gorian Shard. Yeah, Gorian Shard. I thought so. Let's just say
0: Seaweed the Hut. We're calling him Seaweed the Hut. Yeah,
1: I like that, Seaweed the Hut. So, speaking of huts, I think you're going to see a hut in the next episode. I think. I think you're going to see Danny Trejo is going to make another appearance with, with baby a hut, rancor. With the baby rancor.
0: Ooh.
1: Yep. And ah. I think that he's going to have to end up getting the help of the rancor to fight the mythosaur.
0: You know what I want to see? I <laughs> I want to see the rancor taming the mythosaur, so you end up with like this incredible Russian doll situation where you have the mythosaur with a rancor on top with the uh, Mandalorian on top of the, of the rancor and then Grogu riding the Mandalore going, yippee. Yippee. (laughs) I would buy an action figure of that. That sounds amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I think
0: we're going to see. uh, Okay. So the mythosaur Clearly, there's going to be some interaction with the Mythosaur. Either they're going to get the hell out of Dodge and come back later or we're going to actually see them dealing with a mythosaur, But my guess is that they're going to hold off. So I think they're going to get the hell out of Dodge, and Katie Sackhoff, Booker Raton, and the Mandalorian are going to go to some coffee shop somewhere, have a little powwow, and kind of reconstitute what it means to be a Mandalorian. There's going to be some questions about the creed and all this, and they're going to come to some level of agreement about what the new Mandalorian uh, religion is going to hold and how they're going to navigate this thing of having the Darksaber her wanting to ride him and you know just all this kind of stuff so i think the council
1: of nicaea at a at a a diner essentially yes
0: yeah they're gonna go to like (laughs) dexes or something like that and you're gonna see them kind of going through so so i don't i don't see a lot of action in the next episode i think it's gonna be pretty tame political interesting in that way um but i don't i don't think they're gonna go to the mythosaur on the next episode that's gonna be like the climax of the season i think
1: I think you might be right because they – I don't think they're going to fight it. No, ultimately. they have
0: to ride it. They're going to train it. It How to train your mythosaur. It's like a the next Disney special.
1: <laughs> I like so. that. How to train your mythosaur. Yeah.
0: So, Teeb, what was your uh, scar rating for this episode, The Minds of Moria Mandalore?
1: I'm giving it four and a half out of five.
0: Nice. So, Oh, you really liked it, even though you couldn't see it.
1: <laughs> I used my imagination, like Figment and you know it's disney so i just like you know i just i just use my imagination a lot i was like i could get the gist i can see shapes and i and i know this is that character and this is that character and they're doing these things and it started off kind of weak with the polymoto stuff but it got a lot better really fast um and i did think it was funny though that he was basically calling r5d4 a coward the whole time and he was like i'm not getting out of the ship i thought that was really funny cuz I, I think it's I think it speaks to the ego of both the character and the actor. To mm-hmm. me, it was kind of like uh, it was just funny to me. I don't know.
0: I'm so above that. It's kind of the first time in Star Wars we've seen atmospheric poisoning be a thing. I mean, I know that in Andor they brought up that theme as well a little bit, but I kind of I kind of think that's cool because it's always been a question of mine. You know, in Star Wars, it seems like every planet is habitable. And, of course, we know that's not true. So it is interesting that we get into that dynamic. I think there's a lot of plot work that could happen from that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, clearly some species can survive on some planets and not others. And, and just to add a little bit of nuance, right, it's not like turning into Star Trek sci-fi super sciency, but it's just enough. It gives us enough world building there that it satisfies and scratches that, um, you know, itch under my helmet. Um, mm I gave this episode... I, w- I actually almost gave it the same rating as you. Four and a half out of five. Um, which is the first time we would have agreed. But I, I'm actually just going to give it a four. The reason being... It just it kind of invalidates everything in the second episode. Like with the whole IG-69... IG-11, rather. Sorry. Uh, plot line. It makes it sort of useless and stupid. Like, why do they even have that? If you're just going to sub in some other random droid that we don't care about at all. I mean, you would be happy that it doesn't resurrect him, I suppose. Because you, you like... That sort of you know hero journey, but then why even tell that story in the second episode? So it makes me think that really this whole season has very little plot work to be done. Um, maybe they just they weren't batting with very much, um, and so I think that uh, I'm going to give it a four. I'm a little bit apprehensive for the middle section of this season. Uh, so we're getting up to three, four, five. Eh, I'm not sure we're going to like it. I just have a bad feeling about this, um, and I think it'll ramp up uh, towards the end, but. But um, I just don't see exactly where it's going, and I'm afraid, Teeb. I'm very afraid.
1: You should be. You will be.
0: You will be. Well, that's about all we have time for this week, Teeb. Could you tell the listeners... Or those who follow on the Braille transcript that's provided by the Fake uh, where they can find us.
1: You can follow faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at faking star wars and on Facebook at real faking star wars. If you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSW Radio, and we may actually read it next week.
0: You can also get some great official FSW t shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash FSW merch and follow me on Twitter at StormDupa.
1: And you can follow me on Twitter at at t tbrontor that's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And you can follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. If you like what you hear and you want to support what we do, you can visit us on our Patreon. Just look for faking Star Wars and sign up to become a patron. You not only support us fakers financially to keep making the content that you love, but you also get a reward. Join for as little as a buck a month. You could get you could get a whole. uh, That's like for the price of a pog soup. Two pog soups. Two pog soups. Yeah, you can join. uh, These two guys are they? Yeah, you can join. We already have. uh, We have a a Jedi Knight right now. We have the uh, Jedi Padawan. (laughs) We don't have anybody. <laughs> <What's happening? laughs> we we have lost a lot of our Patreon one. supporters
0: recently because somebody sent out some fake meter jokes to them. But we do want to thank Texas Carlson for being a loyal supporter. But we could use some more, to be honest, because the studio is looking a little raggedy here. Um, have you written yeah. us a review yet? If not, please give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use, because it helps people to find us when they search for podcasts about Star Wars, and if you write a funny review, we will read it on an upcoming episode, guaranteed. And one more thing, we wanna mention that we have merged our Discords with Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi Productions. So that Discord server is being uh, used by everybody now uh, in the whole world, anybody who matters. And uh, if you want to <laughs> go to that Discord <laughs> server, <laughs> the link for that is can i make a suggestion <laughs> impossible Maybe just write uh, the damn thing in the script <laughs> it's you know You're why it doesn't it. it's link. because it's because um no no it's because uh, the way it's typed in it's uh sorry head to bit.ly slash camray discord to join in on all our discussions and keep it tuned to stakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. Thanks to all of you and our followers for listening. T, would you have anything else you'd like to add?
1: I would like to add just one really quick thing. I did hear that Disney, after they got rid of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, they will now be bringing in M- M- Little Grogu's Wild Ride. Can't wait. Or the Grogu Escape Ride. They're still developing the name.
0: Clearly a obvious choice there. Um, our video game of, like, pod racing, now we have, what did you call it? Pram Racing? Pram pram pramola pramola I have to push the pramola. Great, and may the foe be with you. See you next time. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.